Hello everybody, welcome to The Daily Sip. My name is Oliver and my mission is to bring you closer to organic Japanese green tea. And today what we're gonna dive into is the five reasons why actually Sencha could be an option as a tea for you. When we talk about Sencha, what do we actually talk about? So when we dive into the world of Japanese green tea, the most prominent word that is popping up in Japan is Sencha. It's not matcha as maybe some Americans and some Europeans might think because we uh, also tend to use or hear the word matcha in reference to the Japanese tea world more and more often here in the West. But actually when you go to Japan, the one prominent word about Japanese green tea is actually Sencha. So when we talk about Sencha, we talk about the most consumed category of tea, of green tea in Japan. And how does it actually look? Very simple, I'll show it to you and it look, looks like this. So it's this typical kind of dark green or sometimes also a little bit lighter green, typical needle shaped uh, form of leaves. So uh, we can see they're very, very finely rolled as well. So this is how Sencha looks. When we look at the history of Japanese green tea, Sencha is actually quite a new tea because before we, uh, the Japanese people used to consume the typical Japanese green tea called Sencha, they used to drink tea in powdered form. This was actually the original, so the matcha form or the powdered green tea form is actually the, 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 the kind of the original form because the invention of rolling the tea leaves and then making the tea more uh, stronger in terms of flavor is, has been actually invented in the 18th century. So this is quite a new way of producing tea, but it was so successful and was so well accepted by the Japanese tea consumer that it took um, the Japanese tea industry by storm and became very fast the most consumed leaf tea in Japan. And nowadays, as I said before, we talk about 70% of the whole production so here we are very in a very very dominant space and actually Japanese people tend to drink this tea the most. But how could it be interesting for us? So when we talk about green tea and what you often hear about green tea is the caffeine content. When we talk about Sencha, the caffeine content is in comparison, for example, to a Gyokuro or a Matcha, which are highly caffeinated green teas. So with the Sencha we talk about half of the caffeine, which is in comparison to a matcha or to a gyokuro. When we talk about matcha and gyokuro, we, we tend to be on a similar level um, than a cup of coffee. With the sencha, we talk about half of the level of a cup of coffee. But what is also good when in relation to coffee is always when you drink green tea is the L-theanine, which is an amino acid in the tea, which actually helps the brain to, um, or to cross through the blood brain barrier and then has a calming effect on your brain. So on the one hand you have the positive pick-me-up uh, of the caffeine and on the other hand you have the calming L-theanine or the amino acid which is calming your mind. And this is also in reference to using a Japanese green tea or green tea in general is actually there's a very nice link to this calm focused state and then often also when you have long periods of study, meditation or any sorts where you really have to focus, green tea can 
play a beautiful role in this process because you don't only have a very fast kick and which is a little bit lowered but you also have a prolonged um, effect of the caffeine. This is thanks to the fact that the L-theanine buffers the uh, effect of the caffeine. It's not directly absorbed by the stomach but more by the intestines and then just prolongs this effect of the caffeine and that's why green tea is a great thing if you have periods of long focus. So this could be quite interesting for you when we talk about Japanese green tea or specifically sencha. Then another thing is and this is when we dive a little bit in the variation within sencha. So there are vast differences between regions uh, terroir, um, the cultivars themselves, so the type of green tea which then reflect themselves in a difference in taste. Um, but in the production process itself there is also a slight adaptation which can be done by the farmer and this also uh, especially um, is the last days before the harvest because some of the farmers they are actually also shading the tea which means that in the last 10 to maybe 12 days they put a so-called cabuse which is no not more than nylon net over the tea plant and this then triggers the plant to produce more caffeine and it also buffers the effect of changing the L-theanine to a catechin. So making the tea on a taste uh, perspective less bitter, less astringent and on the other hand increasing the level of L-theanine which is then this nice buffering effect which I was talking before about. So this is something which is super interesting when it comes to uh, Sencha that actually also the caffeine content can a little bit be influenced. It doesn't push uh, the level too high but maybe we talk about 40 to 45 milligrams for Cabus Essentia, maybe 50 uh, milligrams if it's lo longly shaded and we talk about maybe 35, 30, 35 to maximum 40 if it's not shaded. So there's a, there's a small difference and this is how also the caffeine content can be um, regulated. But what's super interesting in terms of the taste um, is that when the tea is shaded then the taste becomes sweeter, a little bit more complex and this is also something which is super interesting in terms of loose leaf tea in general but then when we go into the world of Japanese green tea and especially sencha. So when we talk about taste um, What's very different about the loose leaf tea in general is that there's much more complexity and I can show you with a very very simple, a simple example. So when we, when we take here the loose leaf tea which I've shown you before with the beautiful leaves and then let's just take a normal regular green tea where, uh, which is coming in a tea bag. So when we open this tea bag up, I, have no, I don't know if you have ever done opening up a tea bag and we see directly that there's a big, big difference in terms of the quality of the leaf. So here from the tea bag, what we can see and what's uh, very, very nicely, what you can nicely see um, in comparison of these two, um, we really have here beautiful dark green shaded um, green tea leaves and needle shape, long needles. We see this later when we brew the tea that the leaves actually they unfold and then you have real leaves in your teacup and here we only have chopped leaves. And I will straight away do a comparison between these two teas 
and really uh, talk a little bit about the taste difference. But already from the, the leaf aspect from this side of the spectrum, we already can see that there's a big difference that the tea leaves which are used for tea bags they're really finely chopped to maximize also the surface often uh, the to these tea leaf bags or to these tea bags additives so uh, natural enhancer or natural taste enhancer or natural flavors are added and that's why they often get a little bit this nearly for me it's a little bit minty taste profile um, where you have a very beautiful first brewing but as soon as you go to a second brewing the, the taste doesn't come back anymore and this is often due to the fact that additional in addition to the chopped up leaves additional flavors are used which you then can taste in the first brewing but in the second brewing they're just not present anymore and it becomes a really flat and boring tea but let's just do the test let's compare um, directly the green tea tea bag tea and the so I have here a second tea bag we just take this one here put it into the glass so very simple as you can see uh, we have here the tea bag and here we're gonna use uh, QSO this time so we're gonna just use these five grams and then we're gonna brew this both of the teas on the description of the tea it was said that it needs two minutes so we give it this time for Japanese green tea or sencha you only need one minute if it is a regular leaf tea if it is a deep steamed leaf tea then uh, the taste is even or the, the brewing time is even shorter with around 45 seconds so we're gonna make the difference here directly taste difference just take out this small stripes that I can take it out later okay so we already can see beautiful brownish color in which this tea is developing in so maybe I move it closer to here so you really can see um, that the tea bag actually gives a little bit of a more of a brownish color but um, let's have a look how the tea evolves when we pour the leaf tea so I think we are now close to a minute let's just pour this and here we can already see that there's a major major difference between these two teas so one is a beautiful golden uh, green golden color also here with the leaves you see they open up slowly still we have this quite a lot of needle shapes all these needle shapes are still quite present and then we have this color here which is from uh, the regular green tea and here we have the brownish color from the tea bag so let's take this tea bag and let's compare right away so first the tea bag So I always get this typical mint flavor and this is I think from Givaudan this typical green tea flavor they always add as an additive to the tea bags because the tea leaves itself in the tea bags they don't have a lot of flavor anymore. You have to imagine that by chopping these leaves uh, in fine particles actually you have some 
parts of the tea leaves that evaporate in the uh, kind of in its essence these are the essential oils which give a lot of complexity a little bit of density a beautiful kind of more of a of a stronger kind of uh, smoothness to the tea water when you drink it maybe you have already had some japanese green tea or some green tea in general where you think that that the water is nearly a little bit of thicker a little bit smoother glides a little bit kind of in, in kind of a bigger um, drops over the tongue. And this is mainly due to the ess essential oils which are in the leaves. So they can really develop a very beautiful aspect as well to the tea in terms of texture, but also add a lot of complexity to the tea and these fine tea leaves, they don't have this anymore. So it's really reduced to a smaller taste profile and this small taste profile also with a little bit brown leaves, a little bit older leaves, which are in general not so tasteful not so strong in taste as here are the small young sprouts often uh, used the first harvest especially so here we talk about the first harvest we really know that here um, the younger and more kind of uh, nutrient denser leaves are used meanwhile here we really also mix in stems we mix in a little bit of dust in general of uh, the tea leaf production not that there's dust coming in but it is really fine fine powdery tea leaves which are used and then these teas tea leaves in general it's obvious that they cannot have the same taste profile cannot have the same nutrient density because here we talk about maximizing the surface of the tea leaves meanwhile here we talk about maximizing the taste and the taste intensity of the tea leaves so when we compare this now to uh, the japanese green tea so this is a yuta kamidori it's especially uh, a cultivar or green tea type which is used in the south it's very famous there around 30 percent of the whole production in the very south so around uh, the region of kagoshima is actually made from yuta kamidori especially used for um, deep steamed tea but this here is a normal sencha mm. so we have much more sweetness so i get a little bit of a kind of a beautiful sweet taste profile um, which uh, brings me a little bit in the pear nearly apple so this is a little bit of a refreshing tone with it Yuta Kamidori bites as and is a little bit more stringent as a cultivar so you get a little bit more of these refreshing tones but here we have quite a nice uh, fruit uh, spectrum in it which I would uh, describe with a little bit more of pear and then there are these typical greener notes I often get a lot of edamame I get a lot of kind of fresh spinach here i get a light citrusy note with it as well but without being astringent now in the first brewing so you can see already now i get a huge huge difference here mm. i really have this fresh tone a little bit minty tone it's very nice but it stays just like that and when i look for a little bit more tones in the tea i get a little bit of more darker wooden a uh, little bit more sandy notes a little bit so not very pleasant notes so i concentrate when i concentrate on the taste really on these first refreshing tones and then i just have another sip 
to get this feeling back. So actually from a standpoint of um, how they develop this flavor, it's quite impressive because you really have this beautiful freshness, but there's no additional layer to that. Meanwhile, here, mm, already really about this density, then I have a little bit of a more, I have a slight sweet corn note, then it drifts off over in the, this more edamame notes, then I have a little bit more this fresh spinach notes, and then in the end I get a little bit this pear note, and maybe a little bit of peach, but not too much. This tea is a little bit fresher, it is not that much in the fruit notes, there's a little bit on this fruit notes around pear, but this fruit itself doesn't have too much sweetness in my opinion that there are fruits which are much sweeter like the pineapple, peach, mango, which you get a lot with other teas which are longer shaded and which are a little bit sweeter also through the cultivar which is used and here with the Yuta Kamidori we don't get that much of um, this sweet fruitiness with it. Good, so you can see now the comparison of uh, the tea bag tea is done. But when uh, we talk about color, um, uh, when we talk about the sweetness, um, I want to bring in another guest and this is actually the Fukamushi tea. So what we can see, so this tea looks nearly a little bit in the direction of the tea bag tea, but it is not at all. Um, this is actually just a longer steamed tea. When we talk about um, Fukamushi green tea, then this is actually an innovation which came after the Second World War. As you might know, Japan and the US were in, uh, in war as well as uh, with Europe as uh, he or um, the Japanese government was um, going in an alliance with the Germans and the, the Italians. So um, what they actually finally did after they lost the Second World War is they cut themselves off from these markets as export to these markets was not possible anymore. So they had to react to that in terms of the tea industry because there was still a big amount of tea production there and the big uh, export country was the US. So they had to try to sell this within the country, within Japan. And then actually what they found out that this or a little bit more harsh, more stringent flavor profile, which was apparently appreciated by the Western consumer, was not that much appreciated by the Japanese tea consumer. So they had to find a way how to smoothen the tea. And this is how the Fukamushi or the deep steaming method um, was actually invented there the only difference is that that the double of the time of the steaming time so in, instead of 30 to 45 seconds we talk about one to one and a half minutes minutes which are actually applied so in the steam bath that the tea needs to be in the steam bath not to become a black tea or a withered tea so they have to put it in the steam bath but there they just put it longer and then the the tea cells, they get a little bit more weaker, they break them down a little bit more and that's why also the finer particles come out of uh, the deep steaming method and then we get this tea. What is specific about the tea, so thanks to this long steaming meth method, um, what is happening is that the tea becomes sweeter, so you smoothen out the tea 
um, it, supp uh, it suppresses a little bit the catechins which are the bitter particles in the tea and then uh, they can uh, really bring you a very very smooth tea. On the other hand what is also nice is that actually the tea is easier to brew so here we talk only about 45 seconds we have to leave the tea in and then you already have a very very fast brewed tea and it is also very nice in terms of taste. But let me show you this. So we are already here. So move the glasses here and now you're going to see how different these two teas are in terms of color. So you see that there's much more density in the liquor. There's a darker green color. So the effect of this longer steaming and this breaking down of the cell membranes and this a little bit more brittle tea makes actually out of the Fukamushi a very beautiful, less clear but super intense green tea. And this is uh, one major uh, difference between the normal sencha I would say and the Fukamushi or deep steamed sencha. And in terms of taste, just to compare these two, so what we are talking about here is both are yutakamidori, but one is deep steamed and the other one is not deep steamed. And you see already in the clarity or in the clear color of um, the first brewing here, as described before, quite a light, but um, then we have a little bit these greener tones, we have a little bit these pear tones, so uh, and the refreshing tea. When we go to the Yuta Kamidori, which is now from uh, with the made with the Fukamushi method, what you will directly see is you have a much more drive into this fruit segment. So they're much sweeter. As I talked before, it suppresses a little bit this catechin, so a little the refreshing particles, and it moves the tea in a more of a denser, a more of a full-bodied, and also in a more fruitier um, um, taste experience. Here, I get a lot of, um, I get even a little bit of nuttiness, but I get a lot of peaches, I would even say apricots I'm getting here. Um, it's kind of also the taste, so the umami flavor is stronger. So umami is this typical, the little bit sweet, savory taste profile. Here I get it much more um, because the whole li liquid of, or the whole liquor of the, of the tea seems denser and more complex, driving it into more sweetness, but driving it as well into a more or a stronger umami note. This can also come from a longer shading. Here I'm not exactly sure uh, how long this tea was shaded, maybe four to six days, and here we're talking around 10 days. This definitely influences as well that this tea is a little bit umami strong and a little bit sweeter, but definitely you have much more of fruit notes. So if you're looking for a green tea where you have a lot of sweetness in, try to go for a deep steamed tea, definitely a good choice. So. Again, you see already now we have two complete different teas, but we're still in the world of Sencha, a super interesting world. Um, yeah, when we go kind of move further, what is 
interesting about Sencha as well is definitely its colors. So I talked about it already a little bit, but here you can clearly see the difference between the colors. So you can have here a more golden, a more transparent, more kind of a beautiful, very elegant tea. Um, but the color of Japanese green tea should always be either a little bit golden green or green. So this is mainly due to the fact that we are talking about the harvesting and treating then the tea leaves with a steam bath. In comparison to, uh, for example, the Chinese method where often a pan frying is applied, then the tea gets a little bit browner. This also exists in Japan under the name of Kamairicha. So this is like a half roasted tea then. But when we really talk about Sencha, then you should get either a golden green color or really this intense green color. And this especially you get with the Fukamushi green tea. And this is the typical color you should see in a tea. If it gets browner, sometimes I also had a tea that actually turned and then it, uh, it also the taste gets much less fresh, it gets much less kind of complex, it's a little bit more uh, harsher uh, and not very enjoyable tea. And even when we talk about more mature teas, which is then the bancha, so when we're moving out of the sencha into the bancha where only the ripe and older leaves are used, even then you should get more of a green color than a brown color. So this is very typical and very important when you're buying a Japanese green tea and the higher the quality, the more intense the green um, on the sencha side or um, when you go for fukamushi, then definitely you should have a very beautiful green color in general. Um, what is also a um, very important point about Japanese green tea and about sencha is, especially when you're moving in the land of loose leaf tea, is in comparison to, uh, to this tea bag tea which I have here. So you should or you definitely have much higher nutrients. But how are these nutrients influenced? So when we talk about nutrients, then definitely the tea harvest with the most nutrients is the first harvest. Even better when the tea is shaded at the end of the growing period. So I talked before uh, in the sencha when we talk about kabuse sencha, so the tea which is actually covered with this kabuse, with this nylon net, then actually um, here we talk about a more of a nutrient-rich tea. Why is that? Actually, the tea plant is a little bit stressed when they uh, cover the tea with this nylon net. And um, as a result of that, what's going to happen is that the tea plant starts to absorb a maximum of nutrients from the soil. And that's why often you see as well, when you try yourself through a little bit, that the Kabuse teas or the Kabuse senchas, comparison to sencha, have a much in more intense umami and sweet flavor, while even some sanchos can maybe be a little bit flat or not as strong in terms of its taste. So if you want to have a really nutrient dense tea, then definitely try to look for ones for shaded teas, ask uh, your supplier which are the shaded teas, and then you can really make the comparison for yourself and you will have quite some surprises in terms of taste difference already, but definitely in nutrients, especially in L-theanine levels, so this calming, uh, more focusing amino acid together with the caffeine, then is more present 
in the shaded tea. So in terms of nutrients, definitely already going from a tea bag to Sencha is great, but within Sencha, trying out for yourself what is, uh, what is actually um, the way you like your teas and then um, see if you want to go for a cabeze, so a shaded teas, or if you want to stay within the realm of uh, unshaded tea. Then that's finally really down to personal preference and especially taste preference. And what is also a great thing to do actually with uh, Sencha um, is cold brewing. So now in summertime that it's getting hotter and uh, you want to have a, a drink which is refreshing, cold brewing is one of the easiest things you can do. So this tea for example I made it 20 minutes ago and you see at the bottom I just uh, used uh, normal leaves and then I filled it up with water and it makes a beautiful, beautiful brewing. What you can do is you can leave it either overnight or you leave it in just for 20-30 minutes. Here I used now the Fukamushi tea which I uh, used in the second brewing and uh, with Fukamushi tea as the particles are a little bit smaller they release a little bit faster the flavor so already after 20-30 minutes I already have a good brewing. Normally just leave it for an hour and then you can enjoy a beautiful cold brewed tea. What is good about cold brewing, it doesn't release that much caffeine, so it's a little bit less caffeinated than a normal uh, brewed sencha, how I did it here. Here we really extracted the uh, caffeine. When you go for a cold brewing here, the cold brewing, more of the theanine is released and less of the caffeine and less of the catechins, which also makes the tea taste a little bit sweeter as well. So also a very, very beautiful way to enjoy a sweet tea is just to cold brew it but you have to know it's lowering caffeine and um, finally the taste also will be different so when I take just take this glass and I taste compare these two teas so the hot brew as I said a lot of sweetness a little bit this fruitiness Pe uh, pineapple, uh, not pineapple, a little bit of this peach, a little bit more apricot, very sweet, a little bit of this umami flavor. And when I go for the cold brew, due to the receptors, they perceive also the taste of the cold brew a little bit differently, but I get a lot, much more sweetness. I, need, I nearly get a little bit of resin but dried resin so it's much sweeter a little bit more sugary as well so the, the cold brew makes the tea even sweeter there are no catechins uh, or much less catechins much less caffeine as well so it makes the tea very pleasant it's super refreshing especially when you leave it overnight you have a beautiful tea what is important is try to find a, a cold brew bottle which you can close like this one here so i can put just a lid on it or a tap on it and then it is actually um, um, closed so because the green tea a little bit absorbs a little bit odors in the in the tea in the fridge so um, this then finally helps you to keep a very pure refreshing tea and if you want to add a little bit of lemon this is also great to just kick a little bit of vitamin C as well into your green tea so these are the five reasons so let's go through again first the caffeine little bit lower than coffee like half of the half of the caffeine of a coffee but longer focus 
And second is definitely the sweeter flavor, which you get through the leaves with the complexity. Then maybe look for a shaded tea if you want to have it even sweeter. Third is the beautiful green color, which you're getting. Always try to, uh, or always you should, you should always get this beautiful green color with your sencha when it's coming from Japan. And then we have more nutrients. Also on the spectrum of nutrients is a little bit less nutrients on uh, the non-shaded green teas and as soon as shaded first harvest then you have uh, the maximum, maximum nutrients actually in your green tea. And then the last one was the cold brew. Very easy to do and very refreshing for a summer's day. Good! This was this, a little bit a longer one today, but I wanted to cover all aspects. I hope you like this one too. And uh, if you ever have a question, please leave a comment, write us an email or uh, send us a DM on uh, or a direct message on the social medias. We are happy to answer them. Thank you. See you. Bye bye.